Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 343, recording date October 15, 2023. Hi, I'm Marty. Hey, everybody. I'm uh, Kristoff. Thanks for uh, for listening. I got a, got a little baritone to the voice today, which yeah. uh, I'm kind of enjoying. I hope you are too <laughs> out there in well, podcast the, land. The closer you get, the more NPR-y you're, you're getting. Mm, extra spittily. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can hear who <laughs> at the NPR station has dry mouth. Love yeah, uh, it's like I slept with the window open last night because it was nice and chilly, yeah, yeah. and I had a fan blowing in my mouth, so I like woke up and my mouth was just like a desert. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. it was awful. And I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping the coffee uh, hits my whistle a wee yeah, bit yeah, more yeah. this morning. Gives you gives you a little bit of traction in there. I yeah, a little bit, a little, little bit. bit. Need something to grip uh, on. So, so this is not a podcast about uh, mouth noises. This is a podcast about professional it's wrestling. Not. Shit. Uh, and this week, uh, it, it felt like the old days. Oh boy. Ooh. Wasn't that the Carmina Burano on Sunday morning? As it was the Tuesday Night War. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. But the stakes just got more and more ridiculous Jesus. Uh, all throughout the week. Uh, both NXT and Dynamite. Dynamite moved a night early because of baseball coverage. Uh, they they went head to head. Baseball's a stupid sport and I hate it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chris definitely uh, showing his feelings about the results for the Orioles this past week. I hate uh, the game. <laughs> Uh, but it was uh, NXT Dynamite head-to-head for the first time since 2020, I think. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it has I, been a hot minute there, hasn't I, it? I, I think it was 2020 when they moved NXT to Tuesday nights. Um, I might be wrong, but you know what? I don't really care if I am. No, I think you're right, because I was still working in office at that time. Oh, there you <laughs> that go. That was, you know, pre-work-from-home uh, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's it's been that long since since NXT moved. Um, so, yeah, it, it was – I knew from the start, as yes. soon as it was announced, that this was going to be a, thing. a sight to behold. Yes. <laughs> and, man, did these guys not disappoint. Yeah. Uh, so – First things first, uh, NXT, as we talked about last week, had started to load up the show with appearances mm-hmm. by John Cena, Paul Heyman, Cody Rhodes, and Asuka. Mm-hmm. By the time the show aired, we had the following additions. The first 30 minutes were going to be commercial free. Right. The Undertaker was going to be on the show. Oh, yeah, noted NXT alum, The yes, Undertaker. noted NXT alum, The Undertaker. Plus, although I, I will give them this, they've been part of the show on and off the past few months anyway, we had appearances by the entire Judgment Day. Okay. So, right. 
Wasn't LA Knight there too? Oh, uh, and LA Knight ended up getting added to the main event yeah. as a special guest referee. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, reasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> suffice to say, they were trying to do everything they could to win the night. Not to say sure. AEW wasn't. It was a stacked show, and we'll talk about how they further stacked it in a moment. But it was very clearly designed just to blow up and blow out anything that AEW was going to be producing on Tuesday night. Is is and I apologize my ignorance on this. Is Tuesday NXT a one hour show or a two hour two show? Hour show? Two hour it show. It is a two hour show. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they did not extend the show unless you're counting uh the fact that, you know, uh the first thirty minutes were commercial free. Oh, they had a ten minute overrun also. Oh, they had an overrun too. <laughs> they had an overrun. Uh <laughs> Which, I'm sure again, the people who were well, tuning in to see Chucky were pissed off. Or is that on Wednesdays? I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I don't know the USA Network's schedule. Yeah. Ever since they I got just watched Chucky notice, on I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I will say for the show itself, for the NXT side, it was almost a parody of itself at times. Um, sure. Cody well, why Rhodes, wouldn't it be? Cody Rhodes popping up. Uh, I don't know if this was a meta joke or not. Uh, but Cody Rhodes popped up to announce two tournaments and a battle royal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. So. Uh, so Dusty Cup's coming back. Uh, they're doing a breakout tournament, and they're doing a battle royal for a tag title shot. Those are the three things he ended up announcing. Okay. All right. And the, and the battle royal was announced on the other side, too. But okay. Yes. Sure. Yes, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought the whole time the gimmick was that uh, Cody having a special announcement was supposed to be a little bit of a joke. In the direction right. of, of AEW. Sure. But the fact sure. that it was, oh, I'm here to announce tournaments and battle royals. You know what? Credit where credit is due. That's funny. Yeah. So they, they start their show with a 15-minute commercial-free in-ring promo. Yes. That That's the most exactly, WWE thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. That is exactly what it is. Uh, also, uh, he was the guest general manager for the night. Okay. Uh, which is how they ended up setting up the, the main event of the evening. Uh, which was Ila Dragunov against Dominic Mysterio. Okay, uh, for the NXT Championship? For the NXT Championship, and of course, L.A. Knight was added as the guest referee. Yeah. Um, Oh, Shotzi Blackheart also on the show. Technically a main roster talent, but no one really knows or cares. Um, She's returning to be the host of Halloween Havoc this year. Uh, okay. So she was on commentary for the Oscar Roxanne Perez match. Was she course, sitting in her tank oh, uh, next to the commentary desk? She was at the booth booth. Come on. Yeah. You would think that they would set up a little tank booth if nothing else. Right. Um, so like a shed back behind the PC where the tank lives. <laughs> you would think so, right? Do um, not touch Willie. Good advice. <laughs> Bless you. Um, John Cena cut a promo and uh, Braun Breaker got into his face, which was a trend for the night as the show also ended with Braun Breaker getting in the face of The Undertaker. Yeah. And then The Undertaker chumped out their like bright, bright, rising new star. Yeah. As one as again, the most WWE shit I've ever heard. But most crucially, perhaps. I hope you're ready for this, Chris. We had the formal debut of. Well, he's not Brian Pillman Jr. anymore. <laughs> so uh, it was a vignette where uh, he, he was watching old clips of his father. Uh, mm-hmm. He says uh, he's been unable to escape the business that inflicted so much pain on him. Therefore, he will now inflict pain on it. 
Uh, you could just not wrestle anymore, bro. Uh, yeah, uh, especially because he said he's nobody's junior, and he's going to take uh-huh. the name of the man who actually raised him. So his last name officially announced as King. He okay. worked a show later, a live show later this week, where it, his name was confirmed as Lexis King. That is Lexis L E X I S King. That is mm-hmm. going to be his name. Now look, stepdad. Is the last name. First name is of his past sister, Alexis. Mm-hmm. I admire where the names come from. Sure. You hire Brian Pillman Jr. Yes. And you, na- and we talked about this with like Brom Breaker too. Mm-hmm. You hire Brian Pillman's son. I mean, this has been a problem mm-hmm. since fucking, uh, what was it? Rocky Maivia? Rocky, well, I guess. Well, no, well, no, no, uh, not, what, maybe what not was Rocky his name? McGillicuddy? Uh, uh, oh, uh, um, Curtis Axel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Henning. Yeah. Joe Henning. Joe Jr. Henning. He's or Kurt Henning's whatever. kid. You Kurt don't Henning's bother to do that. Uh, yeah. Ava Rain is Dwayne Johnson's daughter. Right. You're running this back again with Brian Pillman Jr., a man whose only notable thing is he's Brian Pillman's kid. Yeah. His gimmick is he's mad at the, the wrestling industry. And right. he doesn't want to be seen as a junior. So, of course, he dresses exactly like his father now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. His father, mm-hmm. whose name he doesn't want to use. Right. Yeah. Again, the most WWE shit ever. Like, what the, what the fuck? Like, what, what is even the point? People like it. And I can't fucking understand why. Do they like it? I mean, or is it, is it contrarian? Like, there, there are times uh, watching this whole rigmarole both from both sides of this fandom if you want to call it fandom excuse me i legitimately wonder if people are as into the things they say they're into or they just want to twist the knife on the other side look i am no stranger to being contrarian okay i mean i and authentically i prefer uh sammy hagar Van Halen to DLR Van Halen. I don't disagree. I prefer Dio Sabbath to Ozzy Sabbath. I don't uh, agree. <laughs> uh, and sure, I do enjoy riling people up yeah, with you're that. A big fan of Val Kilmer Batman. Go on. You know what? <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> it's not the worst Batman we've had. Fair. Fair. <laughs> so, you know. Um, but. You, I, I, it's the tr- it's the it's it's just the tribalism of the whole sure. thing and sh- I, like i said i'm guilty of it sometimes too um and i am the first uh and second and sometimes third person to talk shit about wwe and all the stupid stuff that they do yeah but i also you know i i don't, I don't know like i don't even know where i'm going with this it's just it's, annoying. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So then on the AEW side, we'll, yeah. we'll run through the full show eventually uh, on this episode of the pod. But they started going tit for tat. You mean he. He. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> as, as Tony got real deep into the war this week. Um, but Yeah, he was in the fucking trenches like General Patton, man. So NXT went 30 minutes. No commercials. Yeah. AEW announced 30 minutes, no commercials. They went 47. Was it that long? Yes. Wow. 
NXT gets an overrun. AEW gets an overrun. Both mm-hmm. were said to be 10 minutes. NXT's was more like eight. AEW's was more like 14. <laughs> <laughs> then, fuck it. They add a buy-in show yeah. to Dynamite yeah. airing on YouTube. Headlined by, although it was the only match, so I, I, headline is a strong term. Sure. Featuring. They did, however, do the whole Renee and RJ City talking up the matches thing, which I just thought okay. was kind of ridiculous, but that's me. Hey. They had, in a match for both the uh, New Japan Strong and Ring of Honor titles, Eddie Kingston defending against Minoru Suzuki. Can't be mad at that. I certainly wasn't, and it was a fun time. But it was just this clear thing of, and and I really felt like, and maybe I'm I'm foolish here. The AEW had a very strong show planned. Mm-hmm. Could have just stayed in their lane, doing their own thing, sir, sir. <laughs> Instead, sir, Tony Khan <clears throat> on this the day of his birth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he was feeling a little extra himself that day. Went hard. Not yeah. just on Tuesday, but through the entire week. I think at one point he 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 called Shawn Michaels a bald asshole. Yes, he, he posted a screen cap <laughs> of uh, from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm of the term bald asshole uh, spray painted on a door. <laughs> Uh, I, I, mean, I believe that was both to uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple and H. And Triple H. Yes. Yeah, no, I know. Well, I, and I know Triple H had his hands in it, but when I, sure. now when I hear NXT, I, I, I think Shawn Michaels. And, right. you know, it's funny to me because I know Tony at one point, probably Shawn Michaels was his favorite wrestler. Yeah. Uh, much like it was he was for me. Yeah. Uh, that has since been diminished by multiple things that he's done post-retirement but <clears throat> that's here nor there yeah but just tony just going so hard as to call them bald assholes yep. uh i i i'm not gonna lie i was loving it i every the more unhinged tony got yeah uh and the um, the 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 spinning that he was trying to do afterwards. Yeah. Yes. And the ridiculousness of, I mean, and I get it. He's a statistic guy. Sure. I mean, that's, that's his whole thing. And sure. I'm sure I would fucking love to peruse his spreadsheets and like his notebooks from like 15, 20 years ago. He was writing all this shit down. Like, yeah. They belong in a museum. Like I'm going to Freedom of Information uh, Act request this shit um, because it's. I, I just I need to see it. And they got more. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I wonder if it's like this a beautiful mind level thing where like you can't comprehend it because Probably. you're not that Probably. specific level of crazy. Probably, uh, but I, I I and even if that's the case. I want to just marvel at like the own language he made up in his head to track, you know, match ratings oh, sure. and, and things like that. Sure. I'm sure he's archived all the posts he made on these wrestling boards back in the day. Um, I mean, he's apparently <laughs> responsible for the most infamous wrestling threat of all time. Which was I know you've mentioned it. What, uh, what was it again? Uh, back on the Death Valley Driver board, it was a wrestling se- uh, wrestling sleaze thread of all of these mm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Backstage stories, which may or may not be true, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I will just say for those of you who have not heard of it, just Google the phrase Hacksaw Jim Duggan Blender and you oh, will no. have a wonderful story shared with you. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so th- the show's aired. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT won. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. 941,000 to like 650,000, something like that. Uh, sure. you know, basically, uh, AW two thirds, the audience is, this is the way really to look at it. And Tony kept posting through it. Yeah. Um, now granted through this posting phase, he was like, well, here's matches. And he's just fucking like, all right, we're going to do Jade white versus Penta next Wednesday. And, Fucking next Friday on Rampage, it's going to be Mystico versus Rocky Romero for the CML title. And I don't know, Willie Mack versus Joey Samoa. Like, he's he's just, <laughs> whoever the graphics guy is has to be getting he's the most He's just scrolling through text. his contacts and seeing yeah. who he's landing on. He's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's match, fucking make it work. We're going we're gonna to throw Get that. to so, Kansas City. So, hey, you know what? We got good matches out of this. Sure. However, he... As you were talking about statistics, he whirlwind dunked on John Cena and The Undertaker by pointing out that this was the first time in a decades-long run either one had been on a show with less than a million viewers. I mean, that is an incredible statistic. An Uh, incredibly petty statistic, too. A million percent. Yeah. But you know what? I'm as competitive... As Tony Khan, as you well know, my guy, yeah, as we'll do a Rough House Divide. Rough House Divide Patreon.com slash Rough House Podcast. Um, and I would, I would be doing the same sort of shit. A hundred percent. Does it take some brass fucking balls to, on uh, the Twitter machine, I refuse to call it X, um, dunk on legends? Uh, a legend like John Cena yeah. and a dickhead like the Undertaker. A, a legend like John Cena, who is a prominent star on a show from WWE. The- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a saying. very, very big part of the Warner Brothers family at the moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or Warner Brothers Discovery, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to wrestling, that's a different sort of thing. Sure. But it's – I – I let the chaos reign. Okay. <laughs> take people are saying, take away his phone. No, man, let him keep going. I it's, he's either going to crash and burn spectacularly yeah, or nothing will happen. Well, I believe I mean, he did log off eventually. I, I haven't seen anything from yesterday or today yet. Uh, yeah. Well, but, well, there was also the whole thing about the anniversary of his mother being on exactly. the, in the hospital and, and that, then calling that out WWE for tampering uh, with his talent. Key. Yeah. He <clears throat> he got specifically into, well, why he is so gotten to, why he is yeah. so bad, why he's posting through it. And, and as you were saying, Chris, uh, it was this time last year, his mother was in the Mayo Clinic uh, on on the way to eventually passing, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And it was while she was in the hospital that he got messages from members of his roster indicating that WWE was trying to get people to breach contracts. Yeah. Which so, is illegal. That's contract. Is that is that is it an illegality thing or an ethical thing? Yes. It, it, is, okay. it is a problem both. on both fronts. Okay. Uh, technically, and granted, every company does this. Sure. I'm sure he's. In pro wrestling. Yeah, I'm sure Tony's guilty of sending a text message, too. Absolutely. I mean, he 
in doing press for this week and everything, he was talking about uh, hiring Adam Copeland. He's like, well, you know, I sent him uh, a text the weekend of Wrestle Dream to see if he was interested. Bull fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, because Edge, or, I'm sorry, Adam Copeland had sent a message out like he was weighing his options uh, like a month prior. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> once his contract announced, was once done he announced September he wasn't. Re- yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, bull fucking shit on that. But you know, e- ethically, kind of fucked up. Sure. Um, legally. No one is supposed to contact these talents until their free agency date. I mean, I think that's true in in regular sports as well, that there's not supposed to be a conversation between, like, a player and other teams until free agency status is is in the mix. Well, I mean, they also go through agents, too. I don't know. uh, You know, it seems... It varies in pro wrestling how many people don't have agents. Right. Um, But I'm sure that fucking gets breached all the time, too, you know? Uh uh Um, Uh Uh-huh. So, I watched Arliss. I see how this shit works. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Your, the noted documentary Arliss. Robert Wool reference <laughs> for the day. King Check that off. People. Check that off the 2023 uh, bingo board. <laughs> and if we're talking, I mean, he was in Batman 89 too. So, you yeah, know, it's kind of a, it's a strong bat night. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> just getting around here. So I get why he's mad. I get why Tony would be bothered by this. However, I'm of two thoughts. One, did they know that Tony's mom was in the hospital? I'm going to say no. I don't remember if he was posting anything around that time. Yeah, okay. It was was the end (laughs) of this year. I mean, I think he posted when his mother passed. But it was the end of this year that he talked about, you know, the... Uh, struggle the, the struggle it was the end of last year where he was talking about that i think it was uh during the press conference of one of the ring of honor shows mm. and he talked about also that's how and why he ended up having the conversation with regal where he let regal get out of right. his contract early right 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 which if you want to put, put a tinfoil hat on was regal the one telling people this who knows um i don't think wwe knew I, logically i wouldn't think they would know However, if they knew, would this stop them? Fuck no. Like No, not a chance. <laughs> like if anything they'd go, ah, now's the time to strike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's a very Vince sort of thing to to do. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean <clears throat> I don't know. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a personal aspect of this that Maybe he made it up in his mind, um, but he's holding on to and grasping on to as his motivation for this. But I I only think that's half the coin. The other side of this is that competitive nature of him. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. these guys are, as in WWE, are, you know, they're at. Look, uh, they're absolutely crushing it right now. Like, yeah. there's, there, it's, there's it's, no a, it's an objective <laughs> statement yeah. that they are crushing ticket sales. Um, their business has never been better. They just, you know, uh, got bought out by and formed a major company with yes. the UFC. Like, things are going well for WWE. As much as I hate it, yeah. uh, that's just the fact. Now, and there's, it's, I think it's put an extra fire under Tony. Oh, yeah. To say, well, you know, I'm partnered up a lot with Warner Brothers. They're a major corporation, and yeah. I'm going to try and, you know, 
do what I can to, you know, gain more ground. But the the speed that AEW is going <clears throat> and despite being even far behind to begin with is nowhere near as fast as WWE is going right now. Right. Right. Uh, and, and I also understand, you know, because this is the, the rights period for everybody. Yeah. That there's certainly a, a, a want to go as big as possible and, and sure. get as many people watching as possible. And and there's no denying that, that the efforts that Tony put forth, um, you know, certainly got people talking about AEW quite a bit, even if it wasn't necessarily in a positive way. Mostly wasn't from what I saw. Yeah. Uh, even people who were usually on the side of Tony and AEW were like, eh, doing a little, yeah. little finger around the uh, collar of the shirt sort of thing. Like, oh, buddy, come there on. There was definitely a point or two where all I could think was the drill tweet of who who is yelling at me to log off. I will never log off uh, <laughs> because uh, uh, well, yeah. that, that's how it felt. But hey, let's talk about that company for a minute. The World Wrestling Federation. <clears throat> so uh, just something interesting. Because you were talking about the TKO thing. Yeah. You were talking about the merger. Um, so two things that uh, that came up this week that I just think are interesting. Yeah. I don't know what they mean. I'm just saying I thought it was interesting that both of these stories came out this week. One, Ari Emanuel, the head of Endeavor, uh, former super agent, um, did an interview talking about the merger of WWE and UFC building this TKO company. Uh-huh. And they were talking about how the stock took a hit. And in discussing it, he talked about a few different reasons why the stock took a hit. One is, you know, just sort of the normal give and take of the, the sure. market, which makes the market. Sense. Yeah. Uh, talking about how though they received an increase in fees for SmackDown, it was not the increase that the market expected. But the third reason by name, Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah. Now, he didn't say, oh, it's Vince McMahon because of, you know, all of the uh, scuttlebutt assault, rumors uh, and yeah. being inspected by the feds recently and all of that. He's he's been it being to more about the fact that Vince has so much control over the stock that having someone have that much control might affect their, uh, you know, the, their appeal in the market. Um but I thought it was really interesting. They were just like, all right, Vince, here's an entire bus to run over you right now. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're not the top guy at your company anymore, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and concurrently this week, again, it's a, it's a timing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this week, uh, here is the uh, the way it was phrased. Regarding the creative process right now, Paul Levesque is the person in charge. He's the one making all the key decisions. Uh, Bruce Pritchard is a conduit between creative and talent relations and talent services. Ed Kosky is the operations person. At the moment, Vince McMahon is out of the creative process. It was stressed to me the term at the moment. Uh, McMahon is still the person in charge of the company with the most power, but Levesque is running creative and Nick Khan is making the business moves. Sounds like fucking Gomez is being sidelined right now. Yeah, well, if Johnny Gargano coming back wasn't uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Tegan Knox being on that. TV, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know what? While we're talking about that, yeah, there was a new on-screen hire this week that I don't I know. I saw this on Twitter. I was like, "What the fuck is he doing there?" Of all people, of 
all people, and I, I wish I pulled the audio for this because it's hysterical to me, of all people, so they, uh, Adam Pierce had been the on-screen decision maker. I can't remember if yeah. they gave him an official title, but uh, they had uh, Triple H coming out at the top of the show, Paul Levesque coming out at the top of the show to make a major announcement. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Wink. they brought out Adam Pierce and has explained Adam Pierce is now the GM of Raw. Therefore, there had to be a GM of SmackDown. Right. Um, and it was uh, it was a segment where like Dominic Mysterio interrupted and all that dumb bullshit. But that doesn't matter. The Promo train is garbage. The new general manager of SmackDown is Nick Aldis, who has never been in WWE before. Never. Not even stepped foot as an extra to my Impact? recollection. Well, sure. he, he'd been shadowing agents recently. Okay. And he was backstage doing that, like, for the past few months. Okay. Like he was going to become an agent. But he was an Impact. Mm-hmm. He was an NWA. Mm-hmm. And now he's a fucking general He was at All In, the first All oh, In. The first All In, yeah. As, as NWA so. champion, he fought Cody. But he was made the general manager of SmackDown. And the response to, from the crowd, be, after you hear the hairdryer WWE cheering noise. Piped, yeah, piped in noise, yeah. Was a true, who's this? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, nobody fucking watches the, especially WWE fans aren't watching the NWA. Fucking no one's watching NWA. Like, even yeah. NWA fans are watching NWA right now. Right. Uh, Mickey James wasn't watching NWA, <laughs> and her husband, Nick Aldis, yes, was the champion. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part was it just like this abject <clears throat> indifference. And of course, on commentary, I think Cole was on commentary. Whoever was just like, oh, my. And it's like, no one cares. Yeah. No one gives yeah. a shit. Um, so, and he's not even wrestling. He's he's a GM. He's a GM. I mean, <laughs> might he wrestle at some point? Maybe? Sure. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fucking know. Well, but, Michael Cole had a match at WrestleMania. So, yeah, you know. any, anything's, <laughs> possible. anything's possible. Uh, <laughs> but I can't even. There, even in his prime, he wasn't a compelling character to me. No, a, a decent talker, from what I recall. Fine, he was yeah, fine. serviceable, yeah. but not you know, nothing to write I home about. I, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I good I luck. I don't get it. I, I don't luck, understand. Uh, his first two big things as a GM, though, over the course of the show, uh, they finally paid off the Jay Uso trade to Raw. Okay. Now Kevin Owens is going to be on SmackDown. So they separated Owens and they, Sammy? Yes. Aren't they, they champions or do they lose no, those no, titles? No, they, they lost the titles to Judgment Day, who then lost them to Jay Uso and Cody, as we were talking about last week. I see how much I pay attention to the WWE section yeah. of my own show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but also, guess who's back, Chris? I'm the worst. Um, I don't know. Who's back? Charlotte Flair. Oh, great. Guess who has a women's title match next week? <clears throat> Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. <laughs> sure does. That's what she do. I didn't even know she was away, to be honest with you. Was it another uh, She's cosmetic? She's been gone since uh... Mania. Really? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So they, they they brought her back and uh, was it uh was it why did they ever say why she was away? Was it an injury? Was it another uh, cosmetic enhancement? Nope. Was it uh nope. getting over the maybe I mean, divorce of yeah, her and Andrade? I was gonna say that's that's the rumor that it was the divorce. Yeah. Thing, but it, it really wasn't addressed. And uh, so EOS guy is gonna be defending the belt against Charlotte, who of course has the alignment of Charlotte and gets title shot because Charlotte. They also did uh, a backstage face to face between her and Jade Cargill, who so far has. Shown up at a pay-per-view in a car, shown Late. up at NXT in a car, uh-huh. shown up at SmackDown, and Charlotte got in her face. She said nothing. She's done nothing. Well, uh, I wouldn't say she's done nothing because she walked through the NXT parking lot without getting attacked. You know what? That, Great point. Great point. That is an achievement uh, that's far <laughs> beyond anything how Tony Khan presented her in the entire duration of her AEW run. Uh, so says some asshole on Twitter. Yes. So You know what? Congratulations to her. Uh, hey, let's talk about a company <laughs> we haven't talked about in a little while. Ah. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, we are officially on the road to Wrestle Kingdom as the Destruction shows are done. Uh, and with that, we now have the main event for Wrestle Kingdom, which is Tetsuya Naito going for the IWGP heavyweight title against Sonata. Okay. Are they one night or two night next year? One night. One Back night. to one night. Yes. Good. Um, so I, I think that's good. Uh, the main event of the Destruction and Raigoku show was Sonata against Evil. In, right, it was like a no-holds-barred sort of situation. Right, and it might be the worst-rated main event <laughs> in New Japan Pro Wrestling in some years. Uh, yeah. Uncle Dave gave it a 1.5 out of 5. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, sure there was a lot of dick to go in that. Uh, yep, yep, the whole crew, whole to do. Um, and Sonata is with just five just guys? Just five guys who lost right. one guy. Well, but um, then gained another? Yes. Uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru you- jumped over to House of Torture. Okay. Uh, but they just got Yuya Yumura, who's back from his excursion. Right, right. So okay. they're back so they're to five back guys. Back to five guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, burgers, burgers and fries. And fries, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My guy. <laughs> yes. Um, the match that people were talking about positively from the show, though, was a triple threat for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Romu Takahashi defending successfully against... Mike Bailey and Yo, Yo replacing Leo Rush. Who right, who is sick and possibly retiring again. <laughs> again, yeah. I, look, if he's sick, if he's having health issues, I hope he makes a recovery. Yeah. But, man, this guy is just, you know, <laughs> come and go, come and go. Retirement number nine on the way. Yes. Um, I... I don't even know what to say about Leo Rush anymore. Uh, yeah. Uh, the joke I saw yesterday online was he has an album release every time he's retired. So just count <laughs> up the albums to figure out how many times he's retired. There you go. Now, uh, who won that match? Uh, Hiromu retained. Okay. And I was kind of hoping uh, Speedball would win that shit. Well, uh, post-match, lights go out. It wasn't Sabu. It wasn't Sabu. It wasn't Sabu. When they came back out for the first time since May 21st, Taji Ishimori appears in New Japan. Oh. He attacked uh, Hiromu. So uh sounds like they're going to be running that uh, back because he was injured in a match with Hiromu. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, anytime those two are together, you know, it, I, I don't hate it. So I'm yeah. a big fan of both of those guys. So Agreed. Okay. Interesting. Uh, interesting there. Um, 
elsewhere on the show, we had the yeah. number six man open weight title match as Tanahashi Okada and Ishii defended against an impact trio of the Motor City Machine Guns and Josh Alexander. Oh, well, good for Josh Alexander getting a uh, spot in a New Japan show. Damn straight. Uh, Tanahashi uh, ended up pinning Alex Shelley with a high fly flow. Tanahashi indicated that they're now one and one against each other. So it sounds like they're going to have another match for the Impact Championship. Okay. I mean, I really don't know why Tanahashi is still doing one-on-one championship matches, but okay. I'm with you. When Okada is doing uh, interviews now about how he feels like his time is winding down. Come on. Come on, Jesus. Tana. Come on, my <laughs> dude. Uh, and of course, uh, Chris, I know you're going to be excited about this. Tamatanga is the never openweight champion again, having defeated David Finley. Okay. David Finley having won it from Tamatanga previously. What's uh what's Shingo up to? Multimans? Uh was he even on this show? Shame. Uh <laughs> he was not on this show. However, he was on yesterday's Rail Quest show. Yeah, I was gonna that is that going to be on New Japan World or it was it on the It's eventually Japan? gonna be on New Japan World. Okay. For whatever reason it was on RevPro's on demand service. I don't know. I gotcha. Why, I guess because it was UK. yeah yeah yeah. Um, but the uh, big things to talk about are uh, the semi-main was Shingo and Tamahiro Ishii, and what people are saying was an incredible match. Sure. Uh, the, as the the review I saw put it, they played the hits, but they're hits for a hey. reason. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Will Osprey retained in the main event the UK Heavyweight Championship um, mm. against uh, Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, post match, like thirty-eight minutes or something. I saw. Yeah, something crazy. They got uh, their time in. But post match, they set up a whole bunch of matches for November fourth. Uh, Shota Umino wanting a shot at the UK title, so it's going to be Shooter against Osprey. But also, Great Okan will be going against John Moxley. Don't know why, but it's a thing that's happening. All right. Yeah. So that'll be the power struggle show on November fourth. Okay. Um, that will also be just before, and I, I mentioned this just because I think it's something worth noting. They're relaunching New Japan World on November 9th. I saw that. Yeah. Everything's going to be up res to proper HD, finally. Yep. Yeah. Um, right. Which means the archive isn't going to be in full when it comes back. Uh, they said they're going to have everything from like 2021 forward in full. They're going to have like all the uh, Tokyo Dome shows, but everything else will be gradually added back in. Yeah. Um, but perhaps most crucially, Android app, iOS app, tvOS app, uh, Roku app, and uh, a new Fire Stick app. So nice. uh, for those who have been struggling to watch New Japan on their television, uh, yeah. you will now get the opportunity and it'll look better than ever. So uh, Yeah. And Chromecast. You could Chromecast, too, from your phone uh, or app yes. onto your TV as well. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited for that uh, just because it's going to be so much easier to just throw on a show. Uh, yeah. Less steps. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that'll be November 9th that that gets put. Out. Same, uh, same price. Uh, a slight bump. If you are an existing subscriber, your price remains the same. Uh, mm. Otherwise it's going up to, I believe, uh, eleven ninety nine, which is still just around like 10, $11 mm-hmm. uh, because of the, the, uh, low rate of the yen in the exchange rate. Mm. Um, but, New uh, new subscribers, there is going to be a bumping rate, but it's not a massive one. Yeah. All the streaming services are bumping rates right now. Jesus uh, Christ. Some unreasonably so. Uh, yeah. 
But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and hit this button. We talked about it earlier. It was Dynamite Title Tuesday this week. Uh, as uh, we had all the belts on the line, and we had the in-ring debut of one Adam Kubert Copeland. <laughs> is, that, is that not his name? Is that not- I don't think so. He's a rated R superstar, my guy. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah. Adam Richard. No, that's Copeland. what the guy in the, uh, the WWE uh, trademark office is saying. <laughs> my bad. Uh, so... Uh, first match of the night was on the Bayern. It was Eddie Kingston against Minoru Suzuki. Did you get a chance to see this, Chris? I didn't check that out. Okay. Had a busy uh, tail end of the week there. No worries. It was awesome. That's that's what I sure. will tell you. It was yeah. It was a bunch of chops. It was a bunch of punching. It, it was exactly what you wanted it to be. The Strong crowd uh, absolutely loved it. Where the hell were they even from? Uh, was it the, it was the Kansas City? Or am oh, I making uh, that up? Independence, Missouri. So just outside Missouri. Of KC. That's right. Um, but yeah, uh, isn't that where the uh, Oregon Trail kicked off? <laughs> it it might have been. It might have been. Was. Yeah. I think it was. Hey. Ha- Chris, I, I I don't know if we've ever talked about the Oregon Trail on uh, the Rough House. Uh-huh. Uh, how did you uh, set up yourself for success when you started playing the Oregon Trail? Did you have a, a strategy? Honestly, I don't think I ever beat it until a couple years ago when they ported <laughs> it into like a, a flash game <laughs> online. There you go. I you it go. would either I would try to forge the river and I would drown. Um, or the dysentery would get me, man. Oh, gotcha. that's a fucking dysentery. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, 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 I was good at hunting, mm-hmm. but I would kill like, you know, three bison and only be able to carry like 30 pounds of meat back. So I was very wasteful on the yeah. Oregon Trail. Well, I was on the other side. I, I, w- I was trying to, to prove something with myself. So okay. I would leave with three bullets and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, oh. so you're, you're the guy who downloads a new game as like extreme mode. Oh, not now, not anymore. Oh, no, okay. I'm like fucking right. story mode. That shit. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to play Jedi Survivor and feel like I'm the most powerful Jedi ever. That's, right, that's what right, I right. want to do. Um, but yeah, three bullets, nothing else. Oh, I have money where I could pay for a ferry. No, we're forging everything. <laughs> Forge the river, baby. Every time. <laughs> yeah, we never didn't make worked. it very far. I gotta be honest. No, 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 no. I don't think I ever, I don't even think, yeah, maybe one state over is about <laughs> as far as I normally got, you know, yeah. took, uh, but I remember though the, the halcyon days, man, of the the what five and a half inch, seven seven inch floppy disks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, going into the computer lab at middle school and floppy and disks. That. By the way, for those of you the younger <laughs> listeners, that was the inspiration for the save symbol. Right. Yes. Nobody three D printed the save symbol. It was yeah. the opposite. Yeah. The opposite way around, my my millennial friends. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody that young listens to this show, but no, uh, yeah, I don't want to you break it to you. Yeah, if <laughs> I don't so, think we skew uh, young. Uh, it, it, well, you know what? I'm I'm going to attract some younger listeners. Uh, Bussin? Uh-huh. Uh, on God. Say less, fam. Let's go. For real, for real. Bet. <laughs> no cap. Renee Paquette was then backstage with uh, Tony <laughs> Schiavone uh, and Tony Khan. Tony Khan talking about the international title match. John Moxley not cleared. So mm-hmm. instead, it was going to be Orange Cassidy going against Ray Fenix. Um, uh, OC walked into the shot with Hook. Uh, he accepted it. And uh, 
Hook gave Tony Khan a chip for a happy birthday. Yeah, hey, that's the nicest thing Hook's ever done, I think. Yeah, uh, at least on television, I think so. Yeah. Um, then the show started proper on TBS with Christian Cage in the production truck. Uh, I kind of love this, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I thought it was a nice little cold open. Except uh, for the people in the background who are very clearly told to stay still and don't do anything. <laughs> and then overact when it's time to cue the start of the show. Yes. But, you know. Uh, but uh, he was putting over what was going to be our opening contest, the number one contender match for the TNT <laughs> Championship. Uh, said he still holds a grudge over Swerve Strickland for costing him their match at Wembley. But a little birdie, wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, told him that Danielson fancies himself as the best wrestler in the world, but his title says otherwise. Um, and he said uh, before Luchasaurus against Adam Copeland tonight, he might have to elaborate on the three words he gave Adam Copeland the week prior. Right. Uh, and he said it was because of him that the first 30 minutes of Dynamite were going to be commercial free. So we went right. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I am actually loving this version of christian cage yeah he's absolutely crushing this inflated sense of of self self-worth um and the whole daddy issue thing is just knocking it out of the park right yeah. now uh, absolutely great work by everyone involved right now yeah. um just just solid solid stuff uh and speaking of solid hell i'll just put it out here great stuff our opening contest was Swerve Strickland against Brian Danielson for the number one contendership to the TNT title. This was my shit right here. <laughs> it was a very, very good match, as you would expect with yes. those two men involved. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, it's two of the best in the world right now. Full stop. Mm -hmm. um, you yeah. Know, I, I recognize one of them. That's their catchphrase. But legitimately, uh, yeah. two of the best guys going. Uh, just a really great back and forth match. Danielson made Strickland look absolutely killer um, mm -hmm. and swerve as we've been talking about showing up, showing out. Uh, they tried to run back the finish from wrestle dream as uh, Prince Nana uh, distracted Aubrey, who was refereeing mm -hmm. uh, that allowed swerve to get the crown. But then Adam page shows up and takes the crown yeah. away. Danielson counters an attempt at the JML driver into a roll-up, and then we get the flying knee for the victory. Yeah, I I think it was a, you know, the distraction finishes are starting to become more frequent in AEW, much to our chagrin. Yeah. But I think in terms of, you know, keeping Swerve uh, strong um, and, you know, serving the purpose of the story of continuing with Swerve and, and Hangman, you know, I, I, I don't hate it that much. I did see some people very mad online, up to and including Brian Alvarez, about Danielson beating Swerve. I, I mean, mean, Swerve's on the way up and sure. this kind of halts his momentum. I'm not sure it does 100% though. Uh, I agree because it's all about building to him versus page again. Right. So I was fine with it, but, uh, I will say as a whole for a company that has worked so hard to not let their top guys lose sometimes mm -hmm. to the point of self parody. Yeah. It was kind of surprising that swerve lost this match when you absolutely could have had Danielson lose and it would have cost him nothing. True. Uh, 
very very good points but also you know swerve versus christian at this point doesn't really yeah it, it doesn't move the it doesn't make sense yeah. i mean i'm sure you know the match will be great but I, I feel like danielson and christian uh at least on paper at this mm-hmm. point in in the stories um yeah. you know is, and is all a better option were, was very good last night i haven't had a chance okay. to watch collision yeah either, me either but uh apparently very very good we'll go through the results as we continue on here uh, we had a video package of Joey Samoa, who continues to be the most interesting man in the world. I love this version of Samoa Joe. Yeah. Put him in a suit talking shit on television every week. I'm sad. Every week. Yeah. Then, but also have him wrestle oh, from time to time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he wrestled on <laughs> Saturday. Um, then Powerhouse Hobbs shoot murdered Chris Jericho for 20 minutes. Powerhouse. Yeah, I was into this. Uh, <laughs> this was a real-life equivalent of... You know, you rent the latest WWE or AEW game, mm-hmm. and you drop the difficulty down to the lowest, mm-hmm. lowest possible, and then you give yourself all your finishers from the start. Yep. And you just murk a fucking ragdoll. Yep. Credit to Jericho for a guy who he shit talk quite a bit. Yeah. He, he let himself get terrible. murdered, murdered here. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, I mean, I think it was uh, the right call booking wise, uh, <laughs> for sure. There was no reason Jericho should have beaten Powerhouse Hobbs at this point. Um, and you know, if you're reestablishing Hobbs and then having him associated with the Don Callis family, you know, this was yeah. the obvious way to go here. And yeah, Jericho probably uh, took a couple ice baths on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but hey, uh, Hobbs is becoming a made man, and God, it, it's far too overdue. God, Takeshita and Hobbs. Yeah. Like together. Yeah. Fuck Shit. yeah. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Uh, we then had the Adam Cole comedy segment of the week uh, as he was still hanging out at Roddy Strong's house with the kingdom. And I just would like to say whoever made this, fuck you, because you made me laugh at Matt Taven legitimately. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's I'm 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 on the fence about this. Like there are things about it. I love the fact that Roddy's still wearing his hospital gown. Yes. Uh, I love yeah. <laughs> the the visual the visual of Adam trying to mow the lawn on one of those little scooters was funny. Um, but I also feel like they are a little long. They are, you know, you get, you got to hit the joke and then move on, man. You you know, they, they dwell on it a little bit much, uh, which I think, you know, I don't know who directs or edits these things. Um, but yeah, it probably needs a a little bit of shaving down. That said, uh, the end of the segment at, two lines that absolutely got me one was uh adam cole asking matt taven this was the bit that i laughed at why he had a stuffed giraffe and matt taven indicated the giraffe has the strongest neck yeah it's a great line so good uh and then uh cole wanted to watch dynamite to see what was going on with his buddy max but roddy strong says he doesn't have a television because tv is the devil (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I don't. I don't know if he had watched the somebody watched the Waterboy recently or, or what the what's going on down there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, then the first holy shit moment of the night: Orange Cassidy defeating Ray Phoenix to win back the AEW International Title. Yeah, did not expect that in the least. Uh, um, I, well, I'm happy. I'm happy that it happened because OC uh, has been incredible uh, sure. as inter- international champion. My understanding based off of some of the stuff going around online this week is whoever was going to be in that spot 
was, was going, to, going win. to beat Phoenix. Because <laughs> Phoenix wasn't supposed to win the title in the first he place. Was, well, there's that, and apparently he's still got more Visa shit going on. Oh. Um, so he was going to be off television for the next few weeks anyway. So gotcha. odds were likely that John Moxley was going to win the belt back right. on Tuesday had he been there. But nope. OC, the most non-injured of the three, uh, <laughs> he wins the belt. And, Barely. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. After the match, best friends Rocky Romero and Hook came to ringside. So uh, I guess that's one big happy family now. Somebody did a side-by-side uh, of OC winning this time versus mm-hmm. OC winning the first time. Yeah. And there were some some subtle differences in OC's reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like how the first time he was like looking out at the crowd and holding the belt up. This time he was like transfixed on the gold. Oh. And how the first time the confetti was orange, this time the confetti was gold. Mm-hmm. So maybe like he has become uh, obsessed with this title is yeah. the way they're going with yeah. this. I thought it was an interesting uh thing somebody pointed out he has been unusually grumpy for orange cat yeah. since losing yeah. the belt. um so. rj city backstage with timeless tony storm she indicated that she made her own short film called lover's lament which is a silent film mm-hmm. and then proceeded to play during the picture in picture yeah well done well done everybody it actually showed up i i did get to See the oh you did get uh, to see it on the the cable it, cut. It, yeah they kept it on um or the, the it was cut. weird um yeah like I I I like the timeless gimmick mm-hmm. again this is was too long yeah um it, it got to the point of you know I I think they were going for the Family Guy thing where it's funny stops being funny and then it's funny again but it didn't get to be funny again. I, I did wonder how it would play if you watched just that as like a random thing going on, on the side of commercials. It was entertaining because you just see sure Tony flipping out and you have no idea why um, yeah, she's sitting on a coffee table acting like she's driving a car and, yeah. you know, all these laws like, OK, uh, yeah, on its own, not super successful yeah. in picture in picture. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Definitely. Worked. Uh, Wardlow murdered Matt Seidel. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Matt. you fucking did. Uh, Wardlow. Uh, murdering people as hard as his hair is big right now. Uh, I I didn't know dude's hair was that poofy. I mean, sometimes you get that poof. Maybe it's the humidity in Independence, Missouri. <laughs> um, odd that – why aren't they playing his song after he wins? I know he's walking out through the crowd because yeah, he's I on a mission know. or whatever, but it, it's weird to do it to silence. Yeah, it, it, it is definitely weird. Uh, Renee Paquette. Checking on Chris Jericho backstage. Uh, Daniel Garcia wants to know how he's feeling, but Daddy Magic stops him, saying that they're better than this, as the JAS breakup angle continues to the enjoyment of one mm. Irvine, comma, Christopher. Um, <laughs> Jay White and Hangman Adam Page had a fucking great match. Yeah, they did. I very much enjoyed this. This, this was phenomenal. Um, I mean, again, two of my favorite guys going right now. I, yeah. I can't complain. Um, and props to the uh, the the goon squad out outside the uh, the bees, the bang bang gang just being total fucking goons and uh, I'm loving it. The fucking tricycles. The tricycles. Are you the me? big wheels. Let's go. <laughs> a, driving a big wheel down to the ring, holding card blade. Let's go. It's so, I'm here for it. So dumb. So good. That's my kind of stupid shit. Uh, once again, uh, we continued the whole Swerve Strickland Adam Page storyline as they flipped, turned, and reversed it uh, mm-hmm. with a distraction from Prince Nana. 
mm-hmm. that allowed Jay White to uh, get a schoolboy and steal the win. So uh, they went tit for tat on Tuesday. Tits up. Indeed. After the match was a promo, which a lot of people had strong opinions on, and I feel like they kind of pulled back on last night on Collision. Yeah. Um, so it was the standard 20-minute promo segment from MJ. Way too long. As, uh, as he came out, um, I will say this, better than the week before. Because last week was the I'm going to bury everyone in the ring and they're all meaningless. Right. Yeah. This week it was putting over what everyone means, putting over, you know, Jay White as a, a as a top tier talent. Always, basically a full 180 there. But then Juice Robinson. Yeah. Grabs the mic in, in his crazy voice, starts talking about how, uh. You know, there's a dynamite dozen battle royal next week. He's going to enter the match. He's going to take the diamond ring. And I have a roll of quarters for you. And I'm going to break your jaw next week. The quarters written with the name Friedman. Mm -hmm. As this was calling back to the MJF promo about having coins thrown at him and being called Jew boy. Yeah. This... During the week where Israel <laughs> found itself a war zone. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, not great timing there. Not um, great. And, you know, I know this had to have been approved by MJF. He tweeted Absolutely. as much. Absolutely. Um, you know, and the fact that. You know, the heel is doing this to get the heat. So when he gets his comeuppance, it's going to be that much better. And also, Juice Robinson had been doing the roll of quarters. Oh, yeah. He's done that multiple times. A a while now. However, the timing alignment here, not great on the optics. Here's a a question, Chris. If it said MJF and not full Jewish last name, would that have seen more in taste? It would have yes, I think so. Yeah, I I, I yeah. think that was the detail that pushed it a smidge too far. Uh, at yeah. least it's where I said. I get the idea. Timing is everything, though. Yeah, uh, in 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 storytelling and in comedy and in so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, and considering the fantastic track record that professional wrestling has with storylines of a racial nature, uh, I can see why everyone was just on board. With this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had act two of Lover's Lament. Again, goofy, probably not so much fun on the VOD cut. Yeah. Uh, and then, holy shit, number two, Hikaru Shida defeating Soraya to become a three time women's champion. Good. <laughs> I'm fine with it, but I'm legitimately in a space of so what did we accomplish here? Uh, we got uh, Soraya a big win at Wembley. And then uh, ran the same garbage for four weeks, and then uh, you know, yes, got it on a champ that people actually care about. Yeah, uh, there was a whole to do in the match with Ruby Soho and Tony Storm, and that thing, you know, that feud must continue. But yeah, uh, Excalibur informs us that Chris Jericho has been taken to a medical facility. But hey, guess what? We're donating a million dollars of toys to Toys for Tots. Yeah. Uh, he said hospital, sir. He did not oh. say medical facility. Oh, this is not the WWE. Sorry. Okay. All right. My it's bad. not a band word. Um, Don Callis then said he requested 10 minutes to talk about what happened tonight. But since he's been denied, 
they did the pitcher in pitcher gimmick as well uh, as the that I didn't get Sammy Guevara style. Um, okay. Just talking about how Hobbs destroyed Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and Sammy's coming back soon. Okay. Um, Renee Paquette backstage with MGF asked for comments about what went on. MGF said he'd normally freak out on her, but he just wants to talk to his boy Adam Cole. Uh, Cole picks up, but uh, apparently Roddy Strong's house is in fucking Taney Town or something because it was in the middle of nowhere as a connection cop kept cutting out. As a call dropped, the acclaimed and daddy ass, father butt himself, yeah. uh, walked up uh, and offered to team up with him against M- uh, against uh, Bullet Club Gold, MJF. Not well, so Max Caster offered yeah. the services of the acclaimed yes. to, to help MJF, much to the uh, chagrin of uh, father ass and Anthony Bowens. Yes. Um, Father Butt got all up in Caster's face, wondering why he's so infatuated with uh, Max. Caster said they've been friends for 10 years, trained together, and likes that MJF plays hard to get. Wink. Uh, you know, I will say this. They're handling the bisexuality of of Max Caster <laughs> a lot better than they handled anything Jewish this week. Yes, concur. Uh, Christian Cage came out to the ring uh, with Luchasaurus to cut a promo. Did not uh, need this. Did not need this. Be- this was all about getting us to the overrun. Um, yeah. Because pretty much the entire uh, main event was in the overrun. Um, I was- did like the line uh, uh, to Beth Phoenix where he said, uh, put some clean sheets on the bed because <laughs> your new daddy's coming home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're all close friends. So that, that, that I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, the, but the match... Match kind of sucked, man. <laughs> okay, so Christian comes into AEW, and admittedly, yeah. the first few months were kind of whatever for both of us. Sure. Christian finds this renaissance and becomes one of the top people in the company, main yeah. eventing the last pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Mainly Copeland, because Adam Copeland's debuting. Well, but, fair. But Adam Copeland there. makes his AEW debut against Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. And he has the most... WWE house show fucking match I've ever seen on television. Yeah. That I didn't even get his full segment. intro. And the heat segment. And the yeah. heat segment. And the heat segment. And the heat segment. And I guess he comes back and spears and he wins. Yay. Like. Well, and then they had the, the interference too because Christian oh, yes. hit uh, or he what? Edge grabbed the TNT title. I'm yeah. sorry, Adam Copeland at, grabbed the TNT title from Christian, hit Luchasaurus with it, tossed yes. it back to Christian. Luchasaurus turns around and sees Christian holding the belt. Yes. <laughs> I gave zero shits about yeah. this. And remember how last week I was starting to get optimistic about the possibilities of Adam Copeland in AEW? Sure. This totally dropped that for me. Well, I mean... I feel like Luchasaurus is a tough first match. Yeah, for... it, was, it, was, it was an odd pick in retrospect. Nick yeah. Wayne and Adam Copeland might have made more sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a big disparity in experience there, but yeah. um, a, more akin styles and, I guess, size. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I don't know. Edge is, Edge is Adam pretty Copeland tall. is probably a yeah. lot bigger than We'll get used to it. Nick Wayne. Uh, <laughs> um, Sexton Hardcastle. That's what we're, yes, we're going to yes, with yes, this. yes. Uh, I still think there's possibility for good stuff for the guy. And I also feel like his entire muscle memory is WWE style. So there's going to be a learning curve for him to 
find out what his style is, especially in AEW where he has the freedom to not work a WWE house style. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, give, I, I have some patience is, is my request. And look, I, this is coming from a guy who was never really a big edge guy. Right. Uh, but, you know, I feel like he is experienced enough to, to, to have to watch the tape back and be like, Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah. Let's, I, I, uh, that, that's, let's make that's a hard what I'm wondering. Here. Does he know he shit the bed? I would hope so, or I hope Beth would tell him. <laughs> yeah. Or fucking Christian would, yeah. you know? Or, or t- no, not Tony. Tony would. No, no. No. Yeah, no, Tony. Yeah. Tony would just run up and give Tony's him a hug. Tony's wearing his fucking Edgehead t-shirt. Best match he's ever seen. In his closet since 2008. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, post-match, there's a big brawl. Everyone and their brother comes out. Tony Schiavone, you know, fans, we got to go. We'll see you on Thunder. And then that uh, <laughs> that took us to Friday night. Oh God, we saw two more shows. That was a show no one waited on. Um, as it was Rampage, and uh, nothing really exciting uh, happened on it. Uh, All right, cool. What's on Collision? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do that. Let's just go ahead and skip ahead. I think that's that is an excellent idea. Collision last night was live in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, oh, in Toledo, holy in Toledo. Toledo! And the opening segment was a promo from Adam Copeland. <sighs> okay, uh, he wanted Did he apologize. For <laughs> All right, guys, my bad. <laughs> Ah, shit. (laughs) But this was about getting everyone and their brother out to set up things for the rest of the night. So he wanted Christian Cage to come out to talk about their back and forth on Last Dynamite. Cage comes out alongside Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne, a bunch of security people, and a large guy in a suit. I don't know who all of these people were. Um, But uh, he said... uh, uh, he, uh, Christian said he wasn't surprised that Adam Copeland would want answers, but he said he should hit the bricks before he has Adam Copeland removed for the building. Like he had the Blackpool combat club removed because mm. of course he's going against Danielson in the main event. That brings up Brian Danielson, uh, who let Christian know that Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne for banned from ringside as well. This then brought out Ricky Starks and large William who okay. were very unhappy that everyone else was taking their TV time. Okay, uh, I like that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stark says he doesn't respect anyone but Christian. <laughs> and uh, okay. there was some back and forth between uh, Adam Copeland and Starks. Starks challenged him and Danielson to have a match with him right there. Of course, it didn't happen. FTR then comes out. Jesus Christ. Uh, Cash Wheeler said the AEW medical gave them a choice to wrestle or sit out last week. They chose to fight. Didn't work out, but they're willing to earn their way back to the tag titles. Mm -hmm. Danielson wanted to have the match with Christian right then. Christian subs security into Danielson. Giant brawl. Adam Copeland, FTR, and Danielson fight off security. A whole to do. Okay. We had a video package showing MJF taking part in the Stand Up to Jewish Hate Charity events. Okay. Excellent timing there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, yeah. there were uh, New England's Patriot owner Robert Kraft and former Patriot receiver Julian Edelman. I don't know who these people are. Okay. All right. uh, Joey the, Samoe. The one guy makes oh. the mac and cheese, right? Yeah, exactly. It's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the mac uh, and cheese guy. <laughs> Joey Samoe successfully defended the Ring of Honor TV title against Willie Mack. Um, and, oh, yeah. Hoss fight. Yeah. It's Hoss fight. And they pointed out that Joe's 20 days away from breaking the record for the longest TV title reign ever for Ring Dang. of Honor. 
All right. So Lexi Nair was backstage with hot and flexible CJ Perry. She said she wanted to help people who were tired of sitting on the sidelines and watching others succeed. This brought out Action Andretti. (laughs) Okay. Introduced himself to CJ Perry and said, you know what? If you need somebody, I'm supposed to call away. Yeah. Okay. As as it was described on their Twitter, he shot his shot. Hey. Um, Hey, man. I get it. We got another video package uh, hyping the return of Dan Housen. This time they plugged his merch. So. They, they know what side of the bread is being buttered when it comes mm-hmm. to Danhausen. Um, Juice Robinson defeated Christopher Daniels. Uh, and uh, after the match, Jay White, who because, you know, all the goons were out there. Uh, Jay White hands uh, Juice Robinson his own diamond ring. So he has okay. a diamond ring now. Uh, right. And he punches Daniels in the face with that ring. Ruptures uh, his other eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after the match, Juice takes the mic, tells <laughs> the F that he could knock people out with a ring too. Said he was knocking out people for years. He didn't need a ring to do it. He said he uh, is threatening to pawn off the dynamite diamond ring after he wins it uh, in the battle royal, so he can fund a vacation for the Bang Bang Gang. Okay. Um, and uh, Jay White said that all this is happening because of the attack that. He still believes MJF was the cause of, and uh, right. Bullet Club Gold is going to take everything away from him. So no more roll of quarters, it seems. It's okay. secondary Smart. diamond ring. So yeah. shifted that over. Fine yeah. with it. Yeah. Dustin Rhodes had a promo. Oh, God. Talking okay. about how he's excited to come back to Texas and win the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. Apparently, this is his first time in an AEW match since July. I, I thought he retired already, but okay. Uh, Lexi Nair backstage with Nick Wayne informed him that on Dynamite this week, it's going to be a sit down interview with him, Jim Ross and his mom. Oh my God. (laughs) Why? I don't fucking know. Kyle Fletcher defeated Boulder of, uh, Iron Savages. Um, Renee Paquette was backstage with the acclaimed. Uh, it was a back and forth just so 2.0 and Jake Hager could make a challenge for the trio's title next week in Nashville because they're running another battle of the belts after collision next week. Of course they are. Chris Statlander defeated sky blue to retain the TBS championship. Sky blue now has weird freaky makeup on her eyes because she got misted by Julia Hart. Oh God. Is she going to turn to the house of black too? Well, uh, after Chris won, Willow Nightingale came out to help out sky blue and she also had freaky eye makeup. So it looks like we're getting uh. a whole little freaky eye group. Um, okay. They're not going to start cutting people's hair, are they? We'll see. Um, Kyle <laughs> Fletcher then had a promo backstage saying that he's uh, wanting to prove himself as a singles wrestler while Mark Davis is recovering from injury. So mm-hmm. he challenged Kenny Omega for a match at Dynamite this week. By God. Yeah. Very okay. into that. I'm here for that. Yes. We had an LFI. Kenny could use a win, too. He's, yes, he's he even really could. recently. He really could. Um <laughs> LFI had a video, Roosh, Preston, Vance, Drillistico, and Jose talked about what it meant to be uh, ungovernable. And uh, Was it shot Lucha Underground style again, or was it a normal... Uh, not oh, sure. you didn't watch. That's not right. Sure. Yeah, sorry. Um, Keith Lee defeated Turbo Floyd, still my favorite professional wrestler name. Okay, all right. Was there any kind of angle post-match uh, Keith Shane Lee? Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty were watching from backstage. Okay. Yeah. 
So that feud must continue. Miro is backstage talking about he's been tempted recently with CJ Perry around. He says her temptations are surrounding her now and she won't be able to resist them. He will destroy any man who comes near her. Wow. And they show I mean, the temptations are pretty old. I feel like Miro could beat all four of them at one time. Fair, fair. Um, they had a big video package putting over the CMLL match between uh, Rocky Romero and Mystico. <laughs> Sorry, I just popped myself. Okay. <laughs> then the main event was Christian Cage and Brian Danielson for the TV <clears throat> title. All indications was a very good match, but there was a, a distraction finish, Chris. Oh, you don't say. Yes, it was a distraction finish as Big Bill distracts the referee as Ricky Starks knocks out Danielson with his tag team title. So that feud uh, must continue. Yes. So Christian Cage rolls up Danielson, gets the win. The, uh, then Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne run out, stomp on Danielson, FTR, and Adam Copeland come out, and the uh, faces stand tall at the end of the show. Okay. So Dynamite. So what you're saying is uh, don't go out of my way to watch Collision. <laughs> oh, the main event uh, apparently was very, very good. Um, okay. All right. Uh, but uh, for Collision uh, this coming – or not Collision, sorry. Dynamite this coming week. We've got the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. Jay White versus Penta. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Kenny Omega versus Kyle Fletcher. Not something I expected. Very interested. Yeah. Sting will address the fans. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that's about. Timeless Tony Storm will debut another film. And Jim okay. Ross will have a sit-down <clears throat> interview with Nick Wayne and his mom. Wow, not really uh, loading it up this week, are you, Tony? <laughs> Look, I, I'm in just for Kenny Omega and Kyle Fletcher and then... Uh, and the, Penta, Penta and Jay White. Jay White. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that's fine with me, but yeah. anytime you have Jim Ross mentioned in a in a promo, for a promo, yeah. then I'm uh, immediately not interested. All I'm hoping for is, based off of the last Jim Ross sit-down, well, sorry, two ago, because they had the Christian one where Christian turned mm-hmm. a robot at the end, thanks to TBS. Yeah. Two ago, I'm I'm hoping that there's some crazy attack just so we can see Jim Ross stand up awkwardly. And if they really want to go full WBD, they can play this sound effect at the end. I'm just saying. It's right there, guys. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. So you say you want to be a pro wrestler? Well, head on down to Dr. Bonerfinger's Flapjack Jamboree Wrestling School. Uh, Hi, I'm Dr. Bonerfinger. I've never wrestled, but I have at least uh, 14 to 15 VHS tapes of prior pro wrestling events. Slamboree, World War III, In Your House, 1997. I've owned them all. I've watched them multiple times. I once bought a pair of Owen Hart's tights off of eBay prior to his untimely demise. We have a ring set up. Is it a real ring? It's mostly just mats and some jump ropes. It comes up. 
half as much corn, half as many tomatoes, and a half Come portion of fresh. $8,000 a month, me and my certified staff, and by certified, I mean not a one of them has muscular dystrophy. Myself, we'll train but, uh, you, you in the fine yeah, art of professional hey, wrestling you, as we assume it's done since we watch a whole shit ton of wrestling. TNA, WWE, Ring of Honor, we watch it, we think we know what to do, and you're going to learn how to what to possibly do based on what the hell we think is up. Only $8,500 for enrollment or one huge-ass bag of cocaine. Again, Dr. Bonerfingers Flapjack Jamboree Wrestling School located out back of the shed, out back of the Arby's at the corner of Butthole and Smith.